the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. To be dependent on someone is a sign of weakness in our culture, which it shouldn't be, as we'll see next. Pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. You're the king of your castle, the captain of your ship. We can't be dependent on anyone or anything because we can't trust anyone or anything. Yet, from God's Word, we find a totally different paradigm we are called to follow. We are called to be dependent, utterly dependent, on God's power. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 1 through 16 today. Join us for a look at the power that God has that we can be dependent upon. From the well, a Christian community in Livermore, California, and today's broadcast, here's Pastor Napoleon Kaufman. Let's get right into this. I want to share something with you that's uh, that's kind of kind of been on my heart in terms of in terms of the gospel, in terms of what we do as saints of God and and how how we function. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, we're going to take a look at verses 1 all the way down to 16. And I want to talk to you about the dependence, our dependence upon God's power. It's, it's so, sometimes dependence is foreign to us because we're taught within our culture to be so independent. But one of the things that you see in the life of of those who journeyed with God, especially the children of Israel. God took them from Egyptian captivity and then immediately into the wilderness. And part of their wilderness experiences was, experience was for them to learn how to become completely and utterly dependent upon God and not their own strength and, on their, own, and, and their own power. He took them to a place that was foreign to them. He took them to a place where they could not, with their own strength, make things happen. And for us, sometimes this is how our spiritual journey is, 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 is like this in some ways. God takes us to a place where we come to this fact. I can do nothing without God. But I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. We have to get to that place in our lives. Apostle Paul was very skilled. He was an intelligent man. He was a Pharisee of the Pharisees. He had great prestige and honor as he walked through the streets of Jerusalem. It was very clear that that he was a person of importance within the culture and within this community, the Pharisees. And, And for him, God had to break him down to a place where he came to these statements that he's going to make here in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 1 on down. He got to that place. And I think for all of us, we have to get to this place. It's not in how smart we are. 
It's not in how cute we are. It's not in, in all those things. We want to be smart. We want to be intelligent people. And, and we should be. We have the mind of Christ. We should, we should be excel when it comes to those things. But we have to understand that it's not, it's not just me. And me coming to Christ is not doing Christ a favor. Can I have an amen, y'all? That, that, that I need God. And God, I need him in my life. And it's his power that causes me to excel, whether it's preaching the gospel whether it's working on my job, whether it's, you know, just living in my community that I am dependent upon, I'm dependent upon the power of God. And look what he says here in verse 1. He says, I, brethren, when I came to you, he says, he says, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. He says, for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And so he's making this clear. It wasn't my speech, the excellence of my speech. He says, it wasn't my wisdom. He says, he says, when it, when I came, I came to you and all I wanted to do was tell you about who I knew and what he had done. He says, for I determined not to know anything amongst you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. And even when it comes to preaching the gospel, one of the things that we have to realize about preacher, if you aspire to be a preacher one day, aspire to be a worship leader, it's not, it's not, in, it's not in, the, in the personality. It's not in the hoop and the ha. It's the power lies within the word. So that you're not being affected and being moved on an emotional level. You're being moved on a spiritual level. And sometimes when you're moved on a spiritual level, there's not a shout that comes with that. Sometimes there's an ouch that comes with that. And we have to understand that our emotions are involved. I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Our emotions are involved and our personality is involved. But if we're just drawing people by the excellence of our speech and we're impressed with just people's wisdom, then we're missing the point. Do you know Jesus? Does that person walk with Jesus? And this is what Apostle Paul was saying. He says, for I determined, this is something in his mind. He made up his mind that he would not go there. And some people, and even when you see it with preaching and, and people that are talented, it's, it's almost as if a person becomes a showman. And this is not what this is about. This is, the show should be all about Jesus. He's the showman. He's the one who puts on a show. He's the one who ch- changes everybody's lives in here. And so the preaching of the gospel, it should be simple. Now, we get fired up and we shout and we have a good time because the word is good. We love all that. But if we're just resting in a person's personality or their wisdom or their speech, that person's a great communicator. Well, what do they have to say? And do they know Jesus? These are the questions that should be asked. He says, for I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. This is something that he made up in his mind. I'm not going to rest in anything else. But my relationship with Jesus, I want to tell you about. And he said, and him crucified. The fact that he was crucified. This is where this all should start. And this is how we should live our lives. We should stop trying to be impressive. 
trying to keep up with the world and who can outsmart who or who can outwit who and, and who sounds the best. When it comes to the gospel, never forget that Jesus was born and placed in a manger. He came and he didn't look anything like the king, but he was the king. And for us, we have to embrace this. Look what he says in verse 3. He says, I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. I love this about Apostle Paul. He's saying, he didn't say that he allowed his weaknesses, fears, and trembling to overtake him. But he did say he was among them, and these are things that he, that he was dealing with. I was with you in, 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 in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. These are things that, that he dealt with in his life as he's presenting. And he's being transparent. And I think for all of us, we have to understand, there's a place where we're going to experience fears, but we don't allow fears to overtake us. We don't allow you know, trepidation to overcome us. We go through them. And we also have the holy reverential fear of God in our lives at all times. Can I have an amen? This is the posture that he, he didn't say I came in fear. I mean, it came in in great confidence and boldness and I was awesome. And y'all saw me. I preached the house down. No, that's not what he says. Because he understands that, and we're going to see this, That's not where the source of power is. The source of power is in our humility. He said in verse 4, And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Our faith should not be in the wisdom of men. Now, we want to be wise. We we talked about how God wants to make us wise. We talk about it all the time. But our faith should not rest solely in the wisdom of men, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power. Demonstration of the Spirit. The Spirit's work in your life on a day-to-day basis. And of power. And power, power for miracles, power for healing, power for deliverance, power to cast out devils. We see all those things, but power to live right. That God gives us power to live right. I was talking to those guys this morning about that. That God gives you power so you can live right. This is what it's all about. So the demonstration of the spirit and of power, that God's spirit is active in my life. He's effective through me, but then also I'm demonstrating the power of God, whether it's through the spiritual gifts and, 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 and whatever that God wants to do in, in that regard, but also for me to live right, to be a good husband, to be a good, uh, you know, pastor, to be a good father, to work in my community and, and do things under the inspiration of the, period of the power of God. And this is what Apostle Paul, he did. It wasn't, he wasn't trying to trick people into salvation persuade them into salvation by using tactics see you guys know me i you most some of you guys been here for a long time i don't try to trick people in the church by offering bagels and stuff we don't we we don't like do that type of stuff you know it's like hey you want god come get god 
we're not going to try to trick you in, into coming to church. If you don't want it, then that's between you and God. But we're going to keep it simple. Look at your neighbor and tell him, keep it simple, man. <laughs> keep it simple. And th- this is what Apostle Paul did. It wasn't the gimmicks. It wasn't the tactics. It was simplicity of demonstration of the spirit and of power so that your faith does not rest in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. The power of God is there. The anointing was there. Jesus is there. When they worship in that church, the presence of God is there. And that's what we should all be after. But we get sometimes, especially in our culture, we get mesmerized and in some ways deceived because we're so consumed with how just a person sounds and how they make you feel. But do they know Jesus and is the power of God being revealed? This should be our hearts. And whether we're listening to, you know, somebody that's one of our coworkers or we're listening to somebody on the radio, whatever it is, do I sense that God is in this? Or is this person just trying to appeal to me on a soulish level? We have to be very, very sensitive about this. Because as we see the world going, this is going to be a major issue. Look what it says in verse 6. He says, however, we speak wisdom among those who are mature, yet not the wisdom of this age, nor of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery, the hidden wisdom which God ordained before the ages for our glory. He says, which none of the rulers of this age knew. For had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of, Lord of glory. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor ear heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. It says, but God. Look at your neighbor and say, but God. He says, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. But God has revealed them. The things that God has prepared for us, God reveals to us, but he only reveals through his spirit. Not through human wisdom and ingenuity and creativity and all those things that, that make man look impressive. Unless the Holy Spirit turns the lights on in our lives, we'll never see. It takes him to open our eyes to see those things that God has prepared for us. Whether it's you individually, what he has prepared for you. Whether it is corporately, what he has prepared for us as a church. When we're reading this Bible, unless the Holy Spirit illuminates us, we'll never get understanding. We can quote a scripture we can talk about a hymn. We can sing a song. And we can, we can go through here. And, and, and unless the Holy Spirit gives you insight and gives us insight, we'll never have understanding. But it's through his spirit. It's just not us. I was talking to a, a woman of God the other day about, you know, we're talking about the end times and prophecy and stuff. You know, I said, you know, I, I don't talk a lot about that stuff. And it's not because I don't know it. Anybody that knows me knows I know it. But I, I don't talk about it as much because my focus is just be ready. Well, the Antichrist is coming. Well, yeah. Be ready. 
If you're ready, you won't have to get ready. See, the, it was too late for the, for the brides, the, the brides did, that didn't have any oil in their lamp. The question wasn't, when is he coming? The question is, he's here. What you, are you ready? Can I have an amen? Well, these are signs of the times. The signs of the times have been going on for years. And let me say this to you. Jesus said, behold, I come quickly. That was 2,000 years ago. We just need to be ready. The church needs to be ready. The church needs to have their eyes open, waiting for the, the bridegroom to come. For all of us, all of us, we have to stop. And, and the reason why I don't talk about it as much, because people want to know for curiosity's sake. Or to pure, appear deep's sake. But it's not about that. Read your Bible. The Bible is very clear about things. Jesus did. We're not, we don't know when Jesus is coming. There's certain signs and stuff that he, he showed us through the scripture that he's on his way. But we've been seeing signs for <laughs> 2,000 years. Well, that's a blood moon. Well, what that had to do with me? I'm ready to go. I, I'm not tripping. Go ahead. Crack the sky. Adios. Amigos. Arrivederci. Bon voyage. Sayonara. I'm not worried about nothing. Can I have an amen? Because it's not, about, it's not about us getting ready. We need to be ready. And we can have discussions about eschatology and all those things. It would be fun to have discussions. Maybe I can talk about it in, in a Wednesday night Bible study at some point, point in time. But my, my whole thing is, are you ready when Jesus cracks the sky? And are you a person that is accessing God's wisdom through his spirit to understand the things that he has prepared for you he has them prepared and it's by his spirit that we that we get revelation it's by his spirit not just by us trying to become deep because we're watching every program we can find on christian television but God has revealed them to us through his spirit for the spirit searches all things yes the deep things of God he says, for what man knows the things of a man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. He says, these things we also, he says, now we have received, verse 12, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God that we might know. Somebody say that we might know. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. It's through the Spirit of God that we begin to know the things that have been freely given to us by God. But it's only through His Spirit. It's not the wisdom of man, the cunningness of man, the excellence of speech. It's through the power of the Spirit of God. He begins to show us things to come, and he gives us insight into the things that God has in store for me, whether individually or corporately as a church, but it's all through his spirit. He says here, uh, verse, verse 13, these things we also speak, not in words which man wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things he says with spiritual, that, that, that word there with spiritual things with spiritual is also translate spiritual things with spiritual people, with spiritual people. And this is why he says in verse 14, but the natural man does not receive the things of the spirit of God, 
for they are foolishness to him. He says, nor can they, he says, nor can he know them because they are spiritually what? Discerned. Right now, there's an all out assault against the church. We see it. It's clearly evident. People think that Christians are crazy. That they that they they don't use their minds or their brains. That we're not open minded. That we're you know, we're off in this little corner and we have our little belief and and you guys just aren't enlightened. That's the kind of stuff the Gnostics would say in Apostle Paul's day. And it's what they say now. These people just don't know. They're, they're dumb. They're ignorant. They just, they're just Christians. Those people, they're, just, they're over there and all they do is talk about Jesus. And, and it's amazing to me because what we do sometimes as a church is we get frustrated with people like this. Because we're not reading our Bible. It says it very clearly here, but the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. Why should we be frustrated? Now, God is going to reach people, and he's reached us and convinced us and shown us and revealed himself to us, most importantly. And we have given our life to Christ. And there's people here, maybe today, you don't know the Lord, but God's drawing you here because he wants you to know him. But the issue here is the natural man does not receive the Spirit the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him. It's too simple. You know, they just had a professional athlete come out, say that he was an atheist, and, and they paraded him around for a couple weeks. They'll do that for a little while. They'll parade him around for a little while. And I, just, I said, well, if you don't want to believe in God, that's up to him. He better hope he's right. Other than that, that's between him and God. I don't get caught up in that stuff. I don't, I don't get it. But you just, all right. You better know that you know. Now, we know he don't know, but. <laughs> but but what I'm saying is, is that it's foolishness. Why? Because it's so simple. Because it's, 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 it's so easy. It's so simple that, that right now the same messages that we're hearing and hear about salvation, our children in the other room are being taught the same things. And they understand it. And, but to mankind, it's not complicated enough. It's not weird enough. It's not strange enough. It's not, it's, it's too simple. I want to be impressive. I want to know the hidden. I want to know things that, that, that make me, and this is what happened with Eve in the garden. Her desire to know drove her to obe- disobedience. God knows that the day that you eat of this fruit, you're going to be like him, knowing the difference between good and evil. And in her mind, well, somebody knows something I don't know. I'm going to eat that. I want that. I'm going to partake of the tree of good good and evil because I want to know. And that's what happens with us. I, I taught about this years ago. I taught a message on curiosity. Curiosity will get you every time. And all curiosity is, is the desire to know. I want to know. So I'm going to push that button. I'm going to know. So I'm going to look behind that screen. 
I have a desire to know. Curiosity. And this is what she did. She had a desire to know. And that's what happens with us. And so now we're resting, and it's really a form of pride. We want to know so that we appear and we don't feel like we're being left out. But for us, the simplicity of the gospel becomes foolish because it's not enough knowledge for some people. They got to have more. And it's amazing. And, and Jesus talked about it, and the apostles talked about this. He said, not many wise, not many this, not many this are able. Why? Because they, it's just too simple for them. When we come to Christ, we have to receive him as a little child. A production of the Well Christian Community. This has been Times of Refreshing with our teacher and pastor, Napoleon Kaufman. As we close out our time together today, we trust and pray our time together has encouraged you in Christ, has encouraged you in your walk and relationship with Him. If it has, we'd love to hear from you. Now, there are a couple of ways you can get a hold of us. By phone, of course, the easiest, 925-292-7800. Again, you can reach us at 925-292-7800. You're also welcome to write to us. Address your envelope to the Well Christian Community. 2333 Neeson Drive. That's here in Livermore, California, the zip code 94551. Of course, you can always stop by our website. You can learn all about us at thewellchurch.net. That's thewellchurch.net. You can even take advantage of a few links, one of which will take you to our Facebook page. Or if you're on Facebook, simply look for The Well Christian Community. Don't forget, as you visit our website, take a moment and drop us an email. Let us know you paid us a visit. You can also follow Pastor Napoleon, by the way, on Twitter. His address, at Napoleon Kaufman. All one word, at Napoleon Kaufman. We thank you for spending time with us again today and look forward to seeing you next time we get together as we continue looking at God's Word for times of refreshing. Until then, may Jesus Christ be highly exalted in your life and may He bring you a peace that passes all understanding. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.